0: Hi, you guys want some cookies? Cookies? Cookies?
1: Cookies? Cookies? From the new garage, that's an umlaut. Over to the U, it's the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Booby Kestra. Hey, blah.
2: Hey, Dan, I can't. I don't even think I can match that energy. That was great. That was like Morning Zoo DJ. hey
1: Every fives on the fives.
2: That's how you know this is going to be a good episode when we bring that Z Morning Zoo energy.
1: Tickets to Wilson
2: Phillips coming up at the top of the hour. I'll call in. Our friend Brian just won a call-in, old school style. He texted us very, right. very proudly. He called a radio station and won tickets to go see Less Than Jake.
1: That's the closest we'll ever get to a Ska episode of the show. Oh, come on. No, he made show,
2: so. he made a Ska playlist for us to do when we're ready. Because sometimes we like... us. Yeah, yeah, me and you.
1: You know my feelings on this. Um, I, lo- I love my friend Brian too much to do a Ska episode <laughs> on this platform. But
2: what about the listeners who demanded it? We've had at least three.
1: <laughs> All three guys from Less Than Jake.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Ah, good to see you again, Bob. It's... Summertime. It's
2: summertime. In Southern California. The dog days of summer. We were just saying it's getting hot out here. Mm-hmm. Hot in here. Hot in here. So multiple
1: bars. T- t- and you know what? People should know. Pull back the kimono. Mm-hmm. When I came downstairs to the new garage before we started taping, Bob had stripped off all of his clothes except for his underpants. And was laying on the bed, waiting for me.
2: You left your front door unlocked, and just—it uh, was so easy to just walk in here undetected. Make Why, it, what are you trying to do? Make it all the way? This is,
1: it would be. This is how easy it is for a hairy middle-aged rapist to get into your house. Is that the lesson?
2: <laughs> it is the lesson. I'm worried about you because next time the the hairy gentleman might not be so forgiving.
1: Well, if he's loving, that's that's fine. Okay. I, you know, it's good to have companionship. I've been alone at the house for a week, um, so it was just good to see anybody laying in the bed, <laughs> mostly nude. Uh, yes, yeah, so here we are. We're Again, we're doing our best here in 2022. Very busy times for both Bob and myself, so thank you to everybody uh, for listening to the show. This is a good one. I'm excited for this episode, Bob. Me too. It's a theme ep, and as we turn the calendar over and we hit July, we're going to talk about our favorite summer songs.
2: Yeah, we're making like a... In sum- our li-
1: in our lives. Yeah, right?
2: we actually never really kind of clarified what this was. The way I interpreted it is like we're making like a summer song mixtape. Mm-hmm. Like the ultimate summer songs, according to us. Songs that remind us of summer. Songs that have that great summer feel mm-hmm. and summer vibe. That oh, summer nights. <laughs> doomed Should we start singing? Should we do it? <laughs>
1: well, that was kind of annoying because I did use in my hours nay minutes of research uh, whenever you do a search of best summer songs it's like all these basic pieces of garbage on the internet yeah writing about summertime and the, the sleeping is easy or whatever the song. <laughs> it's like every summer song like yeah. on the no that's not exactly what we're gonna do now we might touch on some songs that have summer or summertime connected lyrically or of uh, otherwise but it's not gonna be like that it's gonna be at least to me and i think we're on the same page here bob it's yeah, the songs, when we think back and we look back, because this is a podcast of that really, it's a nostalgia-based show. We're not alone in that podcast department, but I think that they've gotten increasingly uh, more plentiful
2: since we started doing this. I'm uh-huh. not, we didn't start it. No, I think you're saying we started it.
1: But we're certainly now in a much larger crowd of podcasts about looking back. Um, what I'm trying to say is we were in the first, I'd say, one million yeah, now there's nine million. Right, we were like nine hundred and eighty-eight thousand seven hundred and forty-four.
2: Right, and if only we were better oh, overall, like better so at putting, true. better at putting them out, better at uh, building a, a fan base, then uh, man, we could really be raking it in right now. But no, so true. we're not that good. So true.
1: All right, ah, you know what that sound is, Bob.
2: Wait, is this, are we opening up the door?
1: We'll swing it open the door to the Office of Corrections slash Department of Go Fuck Yourself. Yay! Yes, Bob and I are very, very careless as broadcasters, and (laughs) because of that, mistakes are made.
2: Which I mean, shocking.
1: I like the story you told. I I just finished the the Chuck Klosterman's latest book a few weeks back, the 90s, and I know you're reading it now, and... Uh, You shared a a nugget with me that I I think really cuts to the core of this show.
2: In the beginning of the book, he just talks about how in the 90s when people would have conversations, if it was a group of people, you would only be able to kind of share what you know. And there was no fact checking or, you know, proof, you know, fixing things if you were getting something wrong. So basically the best opinion in that moment, the one that sounded the most truthful or sounded the most accurate, was the correct answer to whatever you were discussing. And you would just move on to the next topic. So those wrong ideas would just kind of stay with you potentially forever, unless like you went to go prove that element wrong at some point in the future, which nobody was ever doing. So you would just like know wrong things or just hold on to wrong pieces of information forever. And that's what this podcast is. Cause, uh, well, it's a nineties podcast. Like a lot of times I'll, brand. I'll say something that I think is right. And that if you don't, uh, you know, use your interject, computer, yeah. interject or like fact check me live on the spot, or listen, or listen, okay. we just move on to the next thing. So occasionally mistakes are made, is what I'm saying.
1: And I think since we opened up the off- office of corrections slash department of go fuck yourself, and just so you know, these are two separate departments. Uh, well, it's it's one large department, but two different subsections of a larger department. Yeah, where we decide whether where it gets the fire, where is the paperwork filed ultimately? We
2: fired our HR to, to be able to employ both of the people right. running this department. And
1: you know, we stripped them of union rights. Uh, people that work with us in all uh, dental insurance to build out. We two also we sub- also strip,
2: we also just stripped them, which is something HR probably would have stopped right. us from doing.
1: Also, very nineties, right? So very we're a very 90. on brand. So yes, it's starting to pile up once uh, once we do. It's kind of a Pandora's box situation for this podcast. But let's start with Judith Gate <laughs> <laughs> uh, in our uh, countdown of the top ten songs of what was it two thousand? Yeah, I believe so. And that was a great app. That was fun. It had me thinking all over again just how much I love so many songs by Papa Roach. <laughs> so <did>. so many. <laughs> In fact, the next day after we recorded, I did listen to multiple Papa Roach songs once again, and I was like, "These guys rock."
2: Yeah, you're True a big. Story. You're a, <laughs> go fuck yourself, based on that story.
1: So anyway, Judith was or is a song by a Perfect Circle. Uh, we expressed um, we were we were confused a little bit uh, that this band existed. We knew the song on some level. We were surprised that this. One hit wonder artist. Oh <laughs> no, you are gonna get another had a music video directed by David Fincher. In retrospect, maybe that was something where uh, maybe we have to examine things a little closer. But we just breeze right by that.
2: We breeze by that. We're we like, more like, huh, that was weird. When you said the name of the lead singer, Maynard Keenan, uh breeze. My my radar went off, but it also like immediately it was like a bat with like. Uh, One fly and then another, like a bigger fly went by. I just immediately forgot what you said. I just didn't even let it register that, of course, he's the lead singer of the band Tool.
1: Right. Which, you know, it's a huge band. Huge band. Or whatever. So this from... (laughs) uh, well, I actually had a tweet, but I lost it. And go fuck yourself. People (laughs) pointed out that, obviously... Maynard is the singer of Tool. This was, I don't know, a side project or something. Yeah.
2: And then pointed out that Tool, I guess, hates God again. Well, you referred to them casually as a Christian rock band, and I believe you said when you said that <laughs> I would, I wasn't ready to go against you. Your, lap, your computer was open, mine was closed. I couldn't <laughs> prove you wrong. So yeah, they were like Vertical Horizon to us in that moment.
1: All right, now just understand, and this is why I'm going to file this one under the with the Department of Go Fuck Yourself. Understand? <laughs> I know nothing about the band or the song. So yeah. when, I, when I pilfer that nugget from Wikipedia <laughs> about how the old lady, Judith Marie Keenan, suffered a stroke and was restricted to a wheelchair for the rest of her life, yet still believed in Christianity, I hadn't listened to the song. I was just like, oh, it's good enough for me.
2: Right. So right. whatever. Right. So go fuck yourself. Come on. We're not going to get everything right, especially something that involves tool. All right. And tool adjacent bands.
1: Now this one, the next one is going to be, it's also on me. But also, again, on you as well, Bob, because you just let it fly. Uh, This is under the Office of Corrections. um, Our friend Jason Zumwalt uh, connected with us privately about this, but also our our listener, Dom, uh, at DibDob93, wrote, Die Hard One makes it very clear that John McClane is a New York cop visiting his wife for Christmas. That's why he's back in New York City in the third movie, The Wildly underrated, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Right, Samuel L. Jackson. Because of this important plot point, Die Hard is unquestionably a Christmas. Get out of here with that shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even. I don't even want to do it. Then the, he hits me with the dreaded "Do better."
2: Yeah. So wait, you're saying this Whoa. is corrections or go fuck yourself? This
1: is well, the the Christmas angle is a go fuck yourself. But you're right, and I should have known that because I did know that, but I hadn't seen the movie. In some time, but yes, everyone knows that McLean was visiting his wife and trying to
2: right. get right. And as you were saying it, I could have very easily had jumped in and kind of That's steered it easy in the one, right Bob. direction, but I didn't. So it's uh on both of us again,
1: all right. So let's uh let's close the doors unless Wait, there's I've, something I've, else. Yeah,
2: I've got a correction on the right. uh in the Everclear episode. Uh, as you'll remember, I, I said that I
1: don't remember anything, about I that said episode. that
2: the uh their first album, World of Noise, wasn't available on streaming. Well, go fuck myself. The week that we put up the show, it became available. They dropped like a twenty-fifth anniversary edition on no Spotify. So, guys, get no out there. Fucking Don't let Dan dissuade you. <laughs> By the way, the ultimate go fuck yourself goes to you for your for your <laughs> your, your just the way that you treat Everclear and no Art. You're basically as bad as his father. <laughs> The Everclear episode—not even a tweet from our superstar podcaster is that Dan Kansas. Oh shame! On I me. mean, that is just the ultimate slight to poor, poor Everclear.
1: You know, it's Evergreen. I don't is even. The episode, so I don't, I'll shoot a retweet. I don't
2: even mind. No, no, Art would appreciate an original. <laughs> I don't even mind, but it's just—it just speaks volumes for the way that you treat these people.
1: Yeah, I guess that's on me. People that's, that
2: your wife just saw in concert.
1: She did in Texas and said uh, that. Everclear was very good, playing in front of a crowd of dozens, and uh, <laughs> and they were about to be a part of some meet and greet, and then Art cut it short and said, it's way too fucking hot.
2: That's cool. That's rock and roll. Yeah, that's rock and He's roll. He's also like 60, so you probably Whoa. need to lay down.
1: Heat stroke. Finally, um, I think I wanted to share something, Bob, that uh, my favorite musical moment of 2022. Mm. Before we get into our songs of summer, this is... Um, a one of the great summer festivals, of course, is Glastonbury. Yeah, which is somewhere in England, England the UK, UK. Yeah,
2: safer. Yeah, absolutely. Right out there in Europe, UK <laughs> 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 continent. Of- across the old pond. <laughs> there we go.
1: As vague as you <laughs> right. can be. Over on the other side of the pond, Glastonbury, the festival. And, you know, Paul McCartney headlined it this year. and Dave Grohl comes out and Springsteen comes out. But, you know, a we've long been fans of Sam Fender on the show. He plays Glastonbury. And our boy did it. Our boy had 100,000 people um, singing every one of his words. And the music moment of 2022 from a song that we talked about on the end of year podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, 17 Going Under, uh, the best line of the song, the one that hits the hardest. uh, Watch this video. I'll send out the I'll send the tweet out on throwback pod uh, because you see it in his face. Sam Fender, he done made it. Let's listen in. very confessional those lyrics Bob and now he has an entire portion of Europe singing right back at him very cool
2: maybe he didn't need Lizzo after all <laughs> like here in the pod we were really pushing a Sam Fender Lizzo dalliance in order to up his profile maybe well,
1: Lizzo over there
2: i guess over, yeah maybe, maybe Lizzo
1: use a little Lizzo
2: maybe Lizzo needs him you know she was in hot water for 3 seconds mhm so, you know, maybe uh, they could do each other this favor. I'm still holding on to that dream.
1: Sam Fender, Lizzo, a quick affair. Yeah. But very, like, a salacious one. Yeah,
2: make headlines, be, like, all Public over. makeouts. Yeah.
1: I don't, want exactly. it, I don't want it to be a media, totally media-created where you actually never see them together. Right. I want to see them together. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. No, oh, I know saying. what you're saying, yeah. And then, uh, and then I think that will take Sam to the next level. We are seeing him at the Fonda Theater in Hollywood. Uh, next month yeah
2: wow yeah it's gonna come quick should we have like a
1: throwback podcast meetup
2: at the fonda theater
1: i don't know sure. but Anybody, if anybody's there i'm gonna put this out there now
2: see these are the kind of thoughts if we would have had him five years ago could have built a much bigger it's too late now, here. It's <laughs> so basically so basically, what you're saying is do like three dudes from uh, the la area want to come and like I'm just trying work. to get a couple more free drinks <laughs> let's let's uh Let's yeah, another Go Fuck Yourself. You you declined the free drinks for both of us, then got a free drink, and I never got a free I drink.
1: I think it was handled beautifully by me, okay? <laughs>
2: All
1: right, let's get into it, Bob.
2: It's the summer. It's summertime.
1: It's summertime. These are the songs that defined our formative years and beyond you think about.
2: And it's a perfect summer playlist for you to play for your friends the next time you're out there having a barbecue, doing the slip and slide. In your above ground pool Just you know Floaties
1: Mark McGrath We got him here for you Yeah And Supercat
2: Uh, You always got to get
1: Supercat in there That's fair Yeah Yeah. Here we go Spread your love on fly All right, here we go, Bob. This is a perfect definition of a summer song. And there are loose guidelines, but the guidelines also are kind of clear. It has to be a song that kind of peaked in its popularity during the summer. This was released June 17th, 1997, Fly by Sugar Ray, featuring, yes, yeah, Super Cat. Uh, and this dominated the summer of 97.
2: Yeah, so many memories of the two of us with our buddies just singing this at the top of our drunken 17-year-old lungs after drinking a bunch of Bartles and James wine coolers. we
1: got off on those wine coolers. Like
2: one beer surrounded by seven Bartles and Jameses. Very blast. The one beer was in the front, so that way you looked cool, but then the seven Bartles and Jameses is what you really enjoyed.
1: The the Natty Ices were just to show the ladies that we get hard to. (laughs) (laughs) But really,
2: it was all about the pina colada flavored zimas as well so um yeah just such a fun this song doesn't it's a great exist. song it doesn't exist in the winter it, it, no. if it's cloudy the clouds will go away when the song is on
1: no no one has ever listened to this song when it wasn't over 83 degrees
2: is it a good song of course not i think it's a good song it's not i mean it's what it is it's I mean, like this ridiculous, what means a good song i know that's, it's,
1: yeah. it's catchy it kind of puts you in a good place and uh, No, if
2: you're listening to this And like maybe this is their first throwback episode You're like, oh, these guys have terrible taste in music Fair hey, No one said that wasn't true Fair when you hear that this is the first song on our summer playlist But it also fits on any summer playlist Shame on you for talking over
1: poor Super Cat <laughs> Here comes the best part of the song, by the way Tell me this isn't a good song
2: Yeah, this is the best part
1: You scramble for me Who knows how long I love you Am I 10? I don't even know it Isn't that great when you never actually learn what a guy says But you just say something for 20 years Yeah, that's the best I think he says, am I 10? M-I- well, that doesn't make sense Am I 10? Am I 10?
2: Am like, I 10? Mission Impossible <laughs> 10 or am I 10?
1: I always thought it was like imagine This is for you, This is for you, Super Cat.
2: 10 <laughs> <laughs> he's having a crisis An existential crisis <laughs> super deep
1: uh and th- like another song another band whose song i almost put on but fuck those guys smash mouth um walking on the sun
2: yeah i was thinking about that too
1: that's a great song but then everything that came out after from that band Retroactively put stink on the first single and mm-hmm. I won't even go that far as Sugar Ray Sugar Ray never claimed that they were Queen or the Beatles or right. fucking Brian Wilson
2: no Mark McGrath famously good vibrations. right he famously always had a really good sense of humor about himself except for the one time when somebody uh, I think it was like an old paparazzi footage where somebody called him Sugar Gay and he got really aggro about it but in general I think he had the reputation of just like taking the piss out of his own band well, their album that this was
1: off was called 1459, right? That was, was the, the next album. album. Yeah. Which was a play on 15 Minutes of Fame. Exactly. So, so he got it. He got it. It's a good way to start. It is. Oh, I do like the. All around the world. There it is. A lot of little great hooks. All right, let's play the game. Alive or Dead? Supercat? Yep.
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cat's kicking. He's got to be.
1: According to Wikipedia, we might have to take this out. Psych, he's alive, oh, baby, fifty-nine baby. years old. <laughs> well, uh, I hope I hope he got a cut of the royalties of that single because it still gets played to this day, yeah, like crazy. All right, should we just keep on rolling? Yeah, let's keep rolling. This this, this is about summer vibes, and this I think is. I almost feel like I should have saved this one. I think it's the greatest summer song of all time.
2: I mean I knew this was one we were both gonna put on our list because it is so definitively nineties summer.
1: It's yeah, let's get it a Sunday morning. All roads lead back to Breck and Meyer, Bob. Always. This song was first exposed, uh, or the world was first exposed to the song through the 1999 film Go, starring Katie Holmes. Remember this one, Sarah Katie Polly, Holmes, Sarah Polley, Brecken Meyer, Tay Diggs, amongst others. Uh, so that movie came out in April of '99, and then this came out as the lead single on Lens' biggest album. Only album? Top
2: three. Top three, Top three Biggest album. Len albums. Uh,
1: Steal My Sunshine came out in June and took over the airwaves uh, in 1999.
2: Yeah, and if you're somebody who was born in exactly 1980, the second you hear the song, you can picture the music video. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what they're riding. Riding right the mopeds. Yeah, you know, you could picture them going down the street. You know what uh, she looks like. You know what he's wearing. Yep. It's
1: It was just. Got the backward Yankees cap. They were just yeah. two, like, uh, brother and sister from Toronto.
2: Which you know, not the summariest of places. But, no, but. But I think,
1: yeah, in the video, I don't think they're in Canada. That doesn't feel like a. Canada no, it felt vibe like like video.
2: Miami or something.
1: It had that type of vibe. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I think the production of the song, and they never approached anything like this again, obviously. But like, I think it's just so perfect. It just catches that vibe of what it's like to be young and free in the sun. <laughs> The group used a $100,000 budget to make the video. They flew to Daytona Beach, Florida, with two dozen friends. And they spent much of the budget on alcohol, buying so much that they broke their hotel's elevator trying to lift it. I feel like we had something like that that happened to our lives. (laughs) lives, Maybe at my bachelor party in New York, actually. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, this, I think, is not to peek too early in the playlist, but that, to me, is the sound of summer, that song. And I'll never get sick of it. And again, Mm -hmm. is it bohemian rhapsody no i mean is is it something you'll find on pet
2: sounds no but, but but you know what this was an era where there were a lot of songs that were trying to sound like that there was like vitamin c and aqua's barbie girl like every summer there were a dozen songs that were going for that sound and len just fucking nailed right.
1: it. right some more successful than others but that is the bar at its highest yeah. point uh and not there. They were not musical geniuses, but they just tapped into
2: something. No, but they sound them. like they'd be really fun to party with. All
1: right, now, this this next man is a genius. Uh, and he went solo, Bob. Yeah. He was in the biggest band in the world in 1984, and he said, fuck it, I'm out. And he got together <laughs> with his buddies and made a pretty insane album with crazy music videos. <laughs> this, this takes... Takes you all the way back to 1985, the great Diamond Dave. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's just go. Speaking of Brian Wilson, it's of a course. cover. yeah. I'm a little partial to just the gigolo, personally.
2: For a summer song.
1: But I don't, I feel like all of his songs are
2: summer songs. I know. That's, At least his solo output. No, I was thinking about you that. Can't go wrong here. Yeah. Here we go. I mean, when we were making our little playlists, I put this down right away as like my number <laughs> my number one track because obviously it's an inessential cover. It doesn't make the Beach Boys' amazing song. Better, but it's no, just or so do anything
1: really different, other than it the has some 80s
2: gloss on it. It's, but. it's the woos and I dig Ow! them, I dig them girls. Like those <laughs> fucking girls. <laughs> but for me, this was the one, this was like the summer song of our childhood in the 80s. Where when this music video would come on, it was like a coming of age music video for me, to seeing all the hot babes in bikinis, right? And David Lee Roth ogling them in a way that would get him canceled in 2022. But it's so, I mean, it's a perfect summer song by the Beach Boys that David Lee Roth makes ridiculously fun in the 80s. And I don't even know when
1: the song was released. I'm trying to find it. Uh, The album came out January 85. Um, I do remember this video. When I think about MTV's videos, uh, this song, Just a Gigolo, I Ain't Uh, Got Nobody, uh, Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. Those are like the only th- three videos I think I remember in this time frame. Material
2: Girl. I don't even remember that. Really? Is yeah, that it was just like the,
1: those three songs. That's about yeah. it. I do love Just the Jiggle. In fact, <laughs> I played it when I was driving around Texas with my uh, boys and Emily last week. It came up in a shuffle. All right, let's check it out. Guess your,
2: this one. Your perv dad shuffle?
1: <laughs> yes. Um... They came on, and uh, the boys were definitely into the.
2: <laughs> well done. You nailed it on one take. This song makes me so happy. It's a happy song. It's no. not a summer song. It doesn't hit summer for me though.
1: All right. <laughs> if you want to hear the scooby dooby scoobity scooby bop, just go
2: look at it. You can it's do streaming. it. Yeah. You can do it now. It's streaming. Whatever you want. It's out there
1: on all the major streamers. <laughs> all right. Let's keep moving. Plus, I already did it, and that was you did it basically. Perfectly. It. Yeah. So no big deal nailed it let's keep moving Uh, I will uh, add a song that I picked instantly recognizable
2: ooh a contemplative summer love song shut the fuck up
1: that's the second time our feet have touched accidentally under the table
2: I missed the first time but I felt that time
1: but this time during stay both barefoot <laughs> a lot of toe Bone. <laughs> a lot of toe deadly need of pedicures <laughs> here we go So Alright, so I You, you may not think this is a summer song In some ways it's not Because there's a theme in these earlier songs But I'm thinking back to 1994 I only hear what I
0: want to I don't listen hard Don't some. pay attention to the distance that you're running To anyone, anywhere comes, don't, don't understand If you really care I'm only here hearing negative
1: fucking song. Yeah. It was released May 17th, 1994. It was on the Reality Bites soundtrack. And I remember as a party, I think you were at as well, Bob, Kelly Harris uh, had her birthday party uh, or maybe the end of the school year pool party uh, on her house off Crooked Hill Road. And I remember this song had just come out. And as I was getting ready to go to that party, this came on Z100 and I raced over to my my shitty little radio with the record button I got it on tape and listened to it quiet you know because everything had to be done for me like no one in my family could know yeah
2: you kept everything from your family Yeah,
1: that, uh, they couldn't know
2: you had no real secrets to hide so you were just hiding your taste <laughs> in music from them
1: <laughs> so Lisa Loeb stay I listened to all the time that summer and so did everybody else it was yeah. the biggest song of the uh, of, of that solstice
2: yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about this on the episode that was deleted before we ever posted it. I
1: so. no, don't bring it up. Though.
2: Yeah, our one lost episode. So this song is already on the Throwback Podcast playlist, because it won that episode. That's right. And uh, we begrudgingly still included it in our list, even though we never posted the episode.
1: Ethan Hawke directed this video and promptly nailed Lisa Loeb, I'm sure. <laughs> Either before, during, or after the shoot, or maybe all three. I would hope all three. Stay. Yeah. Let's keep rolling. I almost literally paused for a break thinking I was doing the other podcast.
2: <laughs> no advertisers here. Hey, this is Radio Station WSK. <laughs> yes. We're taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true.
0: Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a yes! better I wish I had a girl <laughs> who
1: looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with, with a, a bat problem. and a 6 form paw. I wish I was like six, six foot nine Could you do this
2: whole verse? Yeah, I think so
1: Want to try?
2: Her boyfriend's <laughs> tall and he plays ball So how am I going to compete with that? Because when it comes to playing basketball I'm always last to be picked In some cases never picked at all so I like to sit up at the wall But I have been the bleachers With the rest of the girls Who made me man ball I <laughs> never <laughs> The fly girls and me I, I get the, the hood rat. rats Yeah
1: all right. Skilo, I Wish, released April 10th, 1995. Uh, but this song had legs. Uh, it was rele- the music video was released mid-May 95. Uh-huh. And it just rolled through that summer. Got extensive airplay on MTV. And, uh, you know, it wasn't... It's become kind of a signifier. Like, lazy shows will just put this on, song on and montages of dorks trying to get girls and things of that.
2: Like, Breckenmeyer Breck shows.
1: Basically, any Breckenmeyer shows had w- at least one I wish interlude. But yeah. uh, if you were there, the real ones, as they say,
2: we remember what it was
1: like when the song came out.
2: Yeah, this was a foundational song in the formation of our friendship. Like, yeah, this okay. was, a, I feel like, this was a song we both loved. Quasi ironically, but also like really loved that we knew all the words. We would talk about it. I feel like we had like a bit. We had bits with this song with different friends of ours, mm-hmm. where we would do like little dances where he talks about how short he is. And just like with Montel Jordan, who always talked about how tall he was. Mm-hmm. So we had we had bits with this song. And yeah, I have good summer memories of this just playing everywhere. I think 95. we
1: appreciated and this was when hip hop was very serious about itself and there are people getting killed and and gangster rap was huge so here comes this dude he was from south central right but he had a sense of humor and his yeah. video starts with him playing forrest gump and it's a pretty funny song lyrically but also it
2: kind of connects yeah i think he had like cred yeah. like i remember like kurt loader was talking about him Well, well then say so, no more i think he had some cred like who's the closest thing
1: to like a a black voice in the know at mtv in 1995 <laughs> i'm serious like sway wasn't
2: there yet no sway wasn't
1: there for like five, at least five years <laughs> like who was the i guess the yo mtv raps guys
2: i dallas but
1: they they were kept in their box right, right? yeah they were never allowed like who to was do... who was there that was telling kids like us what it was about yeah, Loader, a little bit of a blind spot that we wasn't our fault <laughs> powers of be at Viacom
2: Well be the change you want to see Dan You could have written letters but you didn't
1: Skilo was was us trying though It was It was us looking beyond our world And appreciating this catchy hip hop song From a guy with a sense of humor I also
2: remember our first time ever coming to LA together We were in like our early 20s uh, We had never been here before we rented a car. We were here with our buddies, and we wanted to go find Rodeo Drive because we thought that was a thing that we should go do. <laughs> Idiots. And we made a wrong turn, and we ended up going down Rodeo Drive, right, which
1: uh, now known as uh, Obama Boulevard. Yeah,
2: which took us into, I want to say, Inglewood. And I remember we got to Crenshaw, and that was when we knew we were not in the right place. <laughs> thanks to Skilo, we're like, oh, this is Crenshaw. This is where Skilo cruises down. He may have saved our lives. He may have saved our lives. So thank you, Skilo.
1: Yes, I lived right off Rodeo did. Road, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that was happening. And then finally LA was like, shit, like they want to name a street for Obama, so why don't we just get rid of the Rodeo Road yeah. that's confusing everybody. <laughs> like everybody's like, all right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Obama. We had to wait 8 years. And now you have to wait These are conversations I've had in my past. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I can see it. I can see you
2: working that through right now.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's keep moving, Bob. It is the summertime. Yeah, it's the summer. Uh, So that was a song that both you and I were connected to. I played Lisa Loeb. Now I'm going to play a song that, Bob, you connected to, uh, even if most people, it's not a song that comes to mind immediately. Ladies and gentlemen... The Eels.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Is this how the song starts? 10 seconds of silence?
2: I hope so. Was it really all that silence mm. and now that? Yeah. Wow. Way to go, Bob. You've ruined the episode. Well, that's what happens when we don't do prep, which we never do.
1: Speaking of Breckenmeyer.
2: I know. I was just thinking <laughs> that. That's why I started laughing. Road trip. <laughs>
1: I watched Road Trip about three weeks ago. No. Yep. And it is astounding how shoehorned Tom Green is. Oh, in I know. Movie.
2: Even at the time, it felt shoehorned.
1: See, all right. Well, maybe you were you had a keener film mind than I. <laughs> because I remember thinking he was just funny as hell. And it was like, oh, Tom Green's having a moment. Yeah, yeah. He's got the cool weird friend that they keep cutting to. Now it's clear that he went there and shot all scenes in like 72 hours. And right. they just jammed him in to the... Uh, movie, but and uh, they
2: were like, everything he's doing is gold, just put it all in as much as we can get.
1: Man, Amy Smart, though. Yeah, uh-huh. goddamn,
0: goddamn right. right. It's a
1: beautiful day. Uh-huh. Amy Smart deserved a longer, better career because I think she really had that girl next door, but smart, you know, she had something going there that I think separated her from other. Actresses of her day.
2: Well, she starred in one of your favorite movies of all time, "Outside Providence."
1: Great, in "Outside Providence." Yeah,
2: and uh, the "Hanging Around" video with Adam Duritz.
1: Right, but that's what I mean. It's
2: like, yeah, you know. she should probably have some more credits in between those two right, things. Right, like
1: mid-period Duritz, like that, that's counting as a major credit for her. Yeah. anyway. Whatever. Anyway, up to
2: Mr. East. "Beautiful Blues" is a perfect summer song. It is happy. It is jangly. It is. Another soundtrack song, like you said, from Road Trip, but it's impossible to listen to this song without at least getting like a little smile
1: on your face. I like this song. Always like this song.
2: Yeah, and it's not like an overt hit of the summer, but for me, it's like a perfect summer song.
1: I am now looking up Amy Smart. Lose Dan. There's a lot of cool like, things going on in the song musically too.
2: I like the Eels. This album, "Daisies of the Galaxy," uh, I remember liking in college. It was like a Napster album for me, where I had like six songs, but I never gave the Eels my thirteen dollars. So, I feel like in retrospect, I should have should have got the album. Should have done them that solid back in the Napster days, but I didn't.
1: You know why does Ryan Reynolds get to put on a fat suit and be in that movie, "Just Friends"? Oh, yeah. And he his career just goes through the stratosphere. And yet, Amy Smart, she's in that same film, and then that's her last big role. Why is
2: it, Bob? Are you saying Amy Smart should have wore the fat suit? And then maybe I'm saying if there's
1: somebody whose career should have, you know, sustained significant damage off that film, it's
2: Reynolds. If Amy Smart wore the fat suit, she'd be Deadpool. But now we live in this world where it's Ryan Reynolds. Amy Smart would have her own cell phone company. Son of a bitch. I know. It's not right, but once again, Brecken Meyer, the patron saint of summer, <laughs> at the center of it all. Uh, all right. When I when I make when I post this episode, I always like grab a, an image. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Brecken.
1: Just the face of that, like, <laughs> like you know, that sly "Hey, I'm Brecken Meyer" smile. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Love it. All right. Here we go.
2: Yes. Good pick.
1: Do you have, like, an open line with your sister and your mom about, like, what you were into, what you like.
2: No, not really. I tried to keep things to myself as well. Okay.
1: All right, so this is Spiderwebs. Um, this was the single that followed Just a Girl. Now I could have picked Just a Girl too, because I kind of remember that being on Alternative Nation in the middle of August, yeah. the previous year. Okay, but that wasn't a song in the summer. That was just like uh, something's going on, and what's going on with this blonde chick? Spiderwebs. The video came out in late April '96. And I remember specifically, like, a, a high school summer party going to that my sister was at. And my sister's three years older. So that would have meant she was... So it would have been the summer of 96. Mm-hmm. So my sister was, like, a senior. And I and you and I would have been sophomores. So it was probably one of the first, like, high school parties we were at, drinking. Uh-huh. And um, I remember this being played at the party. And just, like, yeah... There's younger people out there. There was a time where, like, Gwen Stefani was this on the rise, somewhat mysterious, like, the next Debbie Harry type figure yeah. that we we're all, like, trying to figure out. And this video, in cons- the song, cemented them as a big act, not just a one hit wonder.
2: Yeah, I remember I was a camp counselor that summer, and uh, I was a bus counselor as well. So every morning the bus would pick me up, and it was like 20 minutes before the kids would get on the bus. So we would just have the radio on. And I think this song was played on the radio every morning that summer. Like, (laughs) every single time I was on the bus, I heard Spiderwebs. And I I loved it. I mean, it's a great song.
0: I
1: like it. Hot chick problems. Like, this is not something we could relate to. It's Gwen Stefani's, like, this guy who's, like, super into her and won't stop calling her. And now <laughs> she's got to screen her phone calls. I don't really, I don't have a lot of experience in that department. No,
2: we're more on the other side of the song. <laughs> we're the ones calling a lot. Uh, if you want more thoughts on spider webs, go listen to the uh, episode we did on this album that no. happened. Yeah, at some point that happened.
1: Impossible.
2: We're at the point now where every once in a while I'll think of an album, be like, "Oh, we should do like a bare naked lady." Well, no, no, we didn't do that, did we? There's no way we did. That doesn't make sense. Like it's happening to me now a lot.
1: I mean, and we did do that. I do. Vague, I don't. Rem- I know we had to have done it because yeah, we're basically a '90s alternative rock nostalgia podcast, and so we probably did that within the first 25 episodes. Uh, um, so get our thoughts. And tell us. Although it was, you know, pre COVID, so it's a different world. Oh, I know.
2: We were way happier.
1: Yeah. But listen to the singles rolled out by No Doubt from September 95 through May 97. Okay. Just a Girl, Spiderwebs, Don't Speak, Excuse Me, Mister, Sunday Morning. Bang, 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 bang. Murderers Row. And that's how you sell a
2: trillion records. That's how you host The Voice. That's how it all ends eventually. Right. That's the the final stop. All right. Let's keep going.
0: Drums, please.
1: I feel like summer, well, of course, this is summertime, by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Is this Will Smith's first appearance on the show?
2: I don't know for sure. Unless we did like Wild Wild West at some point. I think we might have. I think we might have. Who knows? it is, a slightly
1: transformed. Just a bit of a break from a norm. Just a little something to break the Stay tuned to the end of this episode when Bob gives his take on the slap heard around the world. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers <laughs> of the past. up though.
2: No, up. don't do it. Don't have this conversation. I know, but he fucked up. I, I know, but don't. Let's not be those Come people. Oh man. No, I'm not going to indulge him. He was, he was an Independence Day, man. <laughs> let's not do it. No. Don't you feel
1: a little bad for him?
2: I Let's not do this right He's now. A fresh Prince. I know. The Bel Air. Obviously.
1: And now no one gives a shit about any of that.
2: No, it's just one thing. He one did moment. the Miami song. One moment. Miami. Everybody like that Men song. in Black. Remember Men in Black? Remember, remember sneaking into Men in Black? Absolutely. Great memory. And now that no, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. This song. This song.
1: I think as someone who had no connection, and I blame it on Viacom. Now it's been established okay. to hip-hop culture as a kid and into my early teens. Like these type of songs, a lot of them coming out in summer. There's so many great like hip-hop and R&B summer jams. Uh, these were good like gateway drugs to see like what else was out there. It's true. You were 12... Or when this game, I think it was yeah. ten, maybe in nineteen ninety.
2: Well, you know, Dan, much has been made of my uh, Weird Al uh, fandom from my mm. childhood. Fetish? No, not fetish. Where do you fandom. stand on this uh, fake biopic? It's a, it's a real biopic. Harry bio Potter. Or- yeah.
1: But it's like winking, and it's you know a little bit. It's gonna be the best thing ever. A little bit laborious.
2: I think we're gonna have a fan meet up there. Me and one other guy. <laughs> <laughs> a little exhausted
1: just by hearing about it.
2: <laughs> you, knew you were. Check hate out it. this trailer
1: for the winking, Wait, ironic, weird Al bio. It's gonna be
2: amazing. Fuck you. Pass. Um, nope. There. I'll, I'm gonna buy a ticket in your name. I'm gonna dedicate. I like Weird
1: Al Yankovic, <laughs> but
2: I, I don't like your first concert, and you turned around. Him. on Weird Al. It like he was. Uh, Like
1: a surgeon I saw him do it at Jones Beach In 1987
2: So what I was gonna say Is while we talk a lot About my Weird Al fandom Poor performance His vocals were all over the place Right up there In the early 90s Was my DJ Jazzy Jeff And the Fresh Prince fandom As well Had multiple cassette tapes Awesome And he was like A kind of Weird Al character In a lot of his Rap songs I put rap in like air quotes because like he was rapping, but he was just being right. Like, it was comedic. And it was comedic. Like, I think I could beat Mike Tyson. T- yeah, very light touch. Like, uh, here's a horror movie. Like, Freddie and Jason are here. I thought it was it, so cool. It was so
1: light that it could just float away.
2: Yes. And yeah. then this was his song. Like, he had The Parents Don't Understand and uh, another one at the time. I can't remember. And then this one came out. And this was like his I Can Write a Real Song song that all of a sudden everybody was like, oh, that's a great summer jam. Mm-hmm. In the early '90s, and to me, this it almost like creates a summer feeling that didn't exist before it. Like it has such like an unique beat to it, and the instrumentation, and it just feels like right. summer.
1: I don't want to say this is summer. I don't know if it's unique. It's probably a sample, I would
2: guess. No, I'm sure he's sampling things, right. but, but the way the the it all very comes nature together, of what unique is the way it comes together. <laughs> The meaning of unique. If you're really a stickler for the like <laughs> meanings and definitions of words, then yeah, I guess you're probably right. But, but
1: sampling think, is an art form. I, you know, I'm not here to. to I speak don't that. think
2: there's there was a summer song like this before. I think it set a whole new mood for summer songs. Is what I'm saying. There wouldn't be Skilo. Skilo oh. wouldn't Skilo wouldn't have run. No. Will Smith didn't crawl.
1: All right. So now you're saying he's crawling. You can't just walk. It's because of the slap?
2: No, because there was probably something in between of somebody walking. So I went. Will
1: Smith <laughs> walked, so Skeelo could run.
2: No, no, he crawled, and then somebody else walked, and then Skeelo ran. Oh, well, now
1: you guys tell me who walked?
2: Then Skeelo ran with his little legs. His little legs went right, running, so if running if down Crenshaw Boulevard. <laughs> like.
1: This was a trilogy. <laughs> so Will Smith crawled.
2: What year did that song come out?
1: That I think like 1990. I'm gonna guess right around there, 89. Okay, Fuck, I got like five years to figure out who did that. <laughs> <remember. laughs> You just need to find one R&B artist that put out a summer song. I know. And you can, and it will work. Anything will work. Uh, you just need to come up with
2: one. This is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no. You really boxed yourself in
2: on this um, one. Well, now I'm distracted. There's a cat peeking in the window over your shoulder.
1: Oh, uh, that's Samson. He's my cat that I've taken in.
2: Stop feeding stray animals. And why? why? Them yours? It's weird.
1: I don't know. It's not weird. It actually shows that I have a soft side and that's I take somebody- care of it. Wild creature.
2: That's somebody else's cat Is that a wild creature It's a cat is He's somebody... a stray
1: He's a stray Are you sure Yes He's got no tags or anything There's a few of them around here Do that's cats mine. have
2: tags? Cats just kind of know. wander around Samson I take care of him
1: I feed him well, he do- he- We don't I don't touch him I don't pet him or anything Well
2: tell him to fuck off Because we're in the middle of a podcast Samson I don't like
1: it Why are you always anti me Reaching out to animals And giving it's... them love
2: This is Because that's ultimately What's going to bring you down
1: what am I going to like go into some type of a uh, cat like business, like uh, trading them or it could go cat di- fighting. Or... There's a
2: few different ways. Yeah. Cat fighting. I was thinking <laughs> you could also just become that weird eccentric guy who puts all of your money into like some weird cat project.
1: The thing is, I don't even like cats and cats don't like me. But this was kind of a thought experiment. where I wanted to see what would happen if I kind of took this cat in. Would it change how I felt about felines? That's what it kind of is.
2: Okay. How's it going?
1: Uh, It's fine. The crazy thing about cats, not to get down this road, the crazy fucking thing about these cats is famously during COVID, I became friends with a squirrel. Yes. And within, you know, a month of me feeding it, that thing was jumping in my lap and it was just like chilling out with me and everything this cat I've been feeding it for two months now giving it love and it doesn't want anything to do with me it takes the food but it won't give anything
2: and that's the difference between a cat and a dog and you're not going to let it go you're going you're to try even harder to get this cat right and,
1: and I should have experience with I've, I've many seen this, women in my I've past I've seen the way
2: you work I know how this goes you're going to get <laughs> real <laughs> so let me in the fucking house <laughs>
1: Uh oh. <laughs> yes. Look out, Chicago River architect.
2: <laughs> fans. It's time to rain some poop. It's summer in Chicago. Get poop ready for the poop rain. Poop and pee.
0: Just day. And it was so hot outside. Are you good Oh, yeah. Is anybody watching? No. All
1: right,
2: I'm hitting the lever. <laughs> what sound is that? On. I know what sound you're going for. I don't know what it actually sounded like.
1: Hang on, we got to do some uh, production here. All right, we're over the Chicago River. You know what to do. Hit the lever. <laughs> oh, Christ.
2: Oh my God! What was that?
1: (laughs) It was seven thousand
2: pounds of pee and poop directly from Dave Matthews (laughs) and the guy playing violin. You know, just like the many classic wormholes of our life, like you know, rewatching Road Trip or you know, going back and like looking up things from your childhood. I fell down in the Wikipedia wormhole of the poop incident. I did too, somewhat recently. recently,
1: Yeah, (laughs) and it's awesome. It's actually way more. There are levels to the investigation yeah, that I didn't know Yeah, me too.
2: I was like, holy shit.
1: Yeah. It's a great story. It's a great true crime story because the guy that did it tried to get away with it. Yeah. But it turns out if you're driving like an 80-foot fucking cruiser through one of the biggest cities in America, there are cameras that are going to be watching where you're going. And
2: if you dump it directly on a tour boat underneath, there's going to be consequences. Big consequences
1: uh, Alright Bob Why is Stay Wasting Time By Dave Matthews Band on the Summer Playlist Because I wanted to talk About Dave Matthews It's been a while <laughs> It's
2: time <laughs> I mean this is another Summer song This feels like summer This part Stay 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 Stay, 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 stay water. Water.
1: I like this <laughs> wanna, wanna, Dave always had that like Listen, I'm from South Africa, so everything's fair game.
2: <laughs> right? Nothing's appropriating anything.
1: Everything's cool? Yeah,
2: South I can just Africa? kind of do what I want to do. Yeah, I, I like this song. Well, I like it. As huge Dave fans, of course, this is the song that we The like. biggest? The biggest. What's the best Dave album? Is I don't it, even know. Um, is it Before These Crowded Streets, this album? That's this album.
1: Is it the What Would You? Have? Oh, Under the Table and Dreaming. Yeah. There's some, you know. Oh, this oh this one's got Don't Drink, Don't Hush.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I definitely didn't like this song at the time because we were, you know, I was anti Dave at the time, but.
1: We just you can't, weren't mature. You,
2: you can't deny that this is a beautiful summer song.
1: And, you know, it was interesting when you got to, if you were born in exactly 1980, when you got. College, and you started hanging out in dorm rooms in 1998, 1999, and you saw that seven out of ten white girls had the Dave Matthews Band poster on yeah. the wall, Yeah, you kind of
2: realized that
1: you had skin in the game, too, yeah. whether you wanted to or not. This
2: is bigger than me. I've got to sort of play the game.
1: <laughs> play the game? To, you got to play <laughs> to win the game, as Herm Edwards once said. Too much of this stuff in retrospect. Too much of that, like... The Kenny G, the jazzy, the not the saxophone, but like the long thing. What's the long one?
2: <laughs> that's also a saxophone, is
1: it? Yeah. But not the cool sax.
2: Not the cool. Not sax. the Lisa
1: Simpson sax. The, the Kenny
2: G sax. The Kenny G one. Yeah. Too much of that. Yeah.
1: Like if I could go back in time, I'd be like, first get the violinist out of the band. He's a perv. Just so you know. Number some, one, get him out.
2: There's some perv shit that's about to come down. Two,
1: don't, don't pull the lever over the Chicago River.
2: Or pull the lever over the Chicago or, River.
1: Do it uh, and cover your license plate. Three. Eh, none the Kenny G
2: sacks. Get a big sax. Get a big sax. Big ol' sax. Big old lost Boys sax.
1: Big ol' lost Boys sacks. Yeah. Get, you know, it's not. It's the ones that aren't shiny looking. They're almost like grimy looking. Because it's. Oh, it's been around. to clubs yeah, up it's... and down all over the country.
2: Yeah. Get one of those sacks. That's a cool sax. Get your ass. Get a cool effing sax. Cool sax. We could have helped him out. Well, I think they did okay without us.
1: All right, let's do a couple more. Hey, it's been too long since we heard these guys on the show. Yeah, it has. not the name of the song it's Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis off What's the Story Morning Glory it reached it's high point of number 10 on the modern rock tracks in the US the week of June 22nd 1996 Bob June June 22nd 1996 I was with my family in Ireland going up and down the Emerald Isle in a bus that's right. Visiting a bunch of old castles and rolling green fields. And uh, this was everywhere at the time. And it just it just so happens as I look at this entry about the song that it reached the number one in the UK and Ireland. So it was literally the biggest song in the country I was in at this exact moment in time. And if, of all the like Wonderwall is such a winter song to me. Yep. And Champagne Supernova is kind of more like a spring or maybe a fall song. This is the Oasis summer single, at least off this album.
2: For me. 100%. I had this on my list, and I took it off because I knew you were going to put it on. Oh, good, good, Yeah,
1: good, 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 good.
2: I mean, it's a total perfect Oasis summer song. It must have been really hard for you with your family to hide your love of this song in front of them, <laughs> Just not know. showing them at all who you really are.
1: I, it was tough, but it was just like it was good. I had my yellow Sony Walkman.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, I remember that one.
1: You know, it was it, a good Walkman. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, very durable. Very durable. A little bulky.
2: Yeah, ridiculously bulky. But and
1: a little overly elaborate. Where you would pop it open and it would come up over the buttons. There was the gray. Swing open. Well, there was the
2: gray part that you would open. Then you would pop it open. Right. And then you had to close and re snap it.
1: And why did it have to be yellow?
2: And it was yellow. I mean, what are we doing here? But great, great great welcome. Good headphones. Anyway. From what I recall, you uh, you snogged a girl on that trip. I remember you came back talking about that.
1: Well, I think it's time.
2: Was this playing in the background?
1: This was the song.
2: Good. What? This was the song. This was the song? Her name was Sally. What? That sounds like you're making it up. Yeah. Totally made up. Made up? All of it. No. Yes. You did not. That was fake. Fake. You lied to your bosom buddy. I did. You did. I think it started
1: as a joke and then it, it got out of control. A, got joke out for, of
2: al- a joke for only you. <laughs> a dream.
1: There's no girl in Ireland. That doesn't make sense.
2: It doesn't not make sense. I mean, you were in Ireland. I don't know what Ireland's <laughs> like. Just, you know, a bunch of redheaded girls just making out to it. That's what I thought what it was going to
1: be. Yeah. But also I had to, you know, hide everything that I cared about. My family was around. Yeah. I did get drunk for the first time in Ireland. Okay. I drank Guinness in a pub at 16 and there was no questions asked. That's beautiful. There was no girl.
2: There was no girl. You know what? Kind of always knew. There you go. Think deep down. Because there was always like a lack of follow-up. Listen.
1: It's the perfect way to end this song. Right. Like I probably would have married that girl. <laughs> if there was like a 16-year-old hot Irish girl that yeah. made out with me at that time in my life. Yeah. Probably would have married No,
2: her. you would have never come back from Ireland. You'd have been like, Mom, Dad, I'm good here. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> I drank a Guinness and kissed a redhead. I'm that, out. That's probably the only like flat
1: out, flat out lie that I told you. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any that you want to share while we're here? Probably. All right. Well, think on it. Because you also still don't think I forgot. You still need. The, you have oh, crawl. No. Summertime. You
2: have run. Low. Yeah, I was really hoping you forgot about that. That's why I distracted you with the cat. <laughs>
1: Waterfalls, TLC I included this one, Bob, just because My goodness, Bob If you want to talk about What is a summer song This is a song that was released Memorial Day weekend, 1995 And was essentially on top of the charts Until Labor Day
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like the textbook definition of what a, the, the song of the summer is. Mm-hmm. The video was.
2: Everywhere. I was going to say, yeah. Without even the charts, the video was just nonstop. Do they
1: you did. remember the different vignettes? Of course. All right, tell, Jeremy.
2: Them. Them. Well, right now she's singing about the uh, the loving that her body that the body can't handle, and they got those three little letters that you know, right? Which we never really fully understood.
1: Well, there's like a, a Kato Kalin slash. Um, like, Fabio guy looking in the mirror and seeing he has, like, a, an AIDS lesion
2: or something? No, it was obviously AIDS, but the three letters would have been HIV, but that wouldn't have killed him. It's the AIDS that would have killed him, so it should have been four letters, right? Well, no, he he would he'd
1: contracted HIV.
2: Right, but that wouldn't kill him.
1: Right, but that was always a gray area in the <laughs> mid-90s. It always was. I
2: remember even at the age of 15, we were like, something's a little off with this
1: verse. Um... But anyway, I, I remember specifically, it was probably during some bullshit, like double sessions in soccer, in between the sessions, going back to your house and uh, watching this video. Yeah. Like I remember watching this video in your living room uh, on Quake Lane. I yeah. have a distinct memory of that. So, summer of 95.
2: Yeah. The other vignette was like it was like a gangbanger story of a kid getting killed. Yep. And then there was, there was the- a third the right. one coming up next, right? Well, oh, this is the part that um, WPLJ would edit out. Which was racist. So racist. I think they fucking edited out Supercat, too. They did. No, there was a there was a version of that song without Supercat.
1: But also, like...
2: They would play Hootie and the Blowfish songs with no lyrics. <laughs> it was a really dark time.
1: They actually had, like, a demo that had the... The doofy white drummer with long hair and they just used him instead.
2: (laughs) Everybody would be like, wow, this band's great, but the singer's terrible.
1: PLJ was a little extra with some of their editing to keep the soccer moms happy. Yeah. I remember the uh jumper by Third Eye Blind before they go into the guitar solo of that song. He goes, Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They took out the yeah, 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 yeah. Too much for the moms. The mom's gonna handle that. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, how about that, Bob? Waterfalls.
2: Waterfalls. Good pick.
1: All right, let's get pick one more for Bob. Let's see. Let's find a good Bob one. Bob sent me a bunch here. Oh, there's a couple ones here.
2: I can only pick one. I don't know what's left. I don't know what you have in front of you.
1: Do you want something in the alternative rock realm or
2: the R&B realm? Let's go with the alt rock Because I think I don't even know if the R&B one Is an actual summer song I just put it on there Because it feels like summer to me But Mm -hmm. You could pull it up And it says like December It was It was a shaggy song
1: With boom-bastic Yeah Something something fantastic Alright, here we go Holiday by Weezer Off the Blue Album
2: Great song, great song. I mean, Weezer has a lot of great summer songs. Could have gone with "Surf Wax America" off the Blue album as well, but was this even a single though? No, I don't think it was a single. But for me, it's like an underrated Mm. song, even on that album.
1: But you off going off script here?
2: No, it's a summer song. It's a beautiful summer. Put it on a summer. I don't deny that summer mix.
1: I don't deny that.
2: Uh, And you know, at the time, I didn't even know like holiday meant vacation.
1: Right, because
2: for you for, learn us, that later for us Americans, you know, that wasn't a thing.
1: I think vacations. I know we have a lot of overseas listeners. I think vacations better than holiday. I we mean, we got holiday. We got holiday. Too.
2: Holiday is a word, so, right?
1: But what, like, what do you guys call like Christmas and?
2: What if they called that vacations? <sighs> Mind blown.
1: This over Friday. in Glastonbury,
2: <laughs> We're over over the pond, other side of the pond. It's a great part of the song. I'm to Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I want to go on vacation. Yeah, the White Album is a great summer song-filled album by Weezer that D- Daniel never listened to, but there are some great summer songs on that as well. It is a very... What? You
1: talking about what album?
2: Their White Album that came uh, out. Yeah.
1: They put an album on every four weeks then.
2: No, now I mean, we can't talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. But... In the glory days, this was a beautiful, summery song.
1: Um, I do like this song a lot. Listen, I, I'll even, not to go full SNL sketch, but I'll even go to the bat for the green album. That's a, that's a fun album. Yeah, green album's fun. Uh,
2: just those three albums.
1: I mean, just shut it down, right mean, Just, you know, chill.
2: In a somewhat recent episode, I can't remember when, I said, like, you know what? I'm going to put together a playlist of, like, the songs... Post I think twenty ten to justify Weezer's continued existence and we could do that as an episode. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. I started putting together a playlist. Didn't we hit
1: many of those songs in different
2: capacities? We though? have not, but also it's I don't think we can we can do it. I don't think I can justify their continued existence. It was harder than I thought it was. Um all right. But the white album's good. I'll say that. Now you have a very deep look on your face, and this is where Well, I was just thinking I just had a memory connected to the song Was it another memory of you lying to me? (laughs) Never again
1: I'll never do it again, though
2: Okay I wish I could trust you, but that's been broken You have
1: to reveal a lie, though
2: I don't think I've ever lied to you I won nothing, it's not a blowout
1: right, here we go I don't believe you, by the way I don't
2: believe me either, but I can't think of any Sometimes I feel like my only friend Is the
0: city I live in The city of angels Lonely as I am
1: Together we cry This, by the way, passes the... I call it the Petty Parallel. Like Tom Petty sounds better in California. Yeah. Yeah. This song just sounds better being in Los Angeles compared, I mean, compared song, to being in New York.
2: It sounded great at Pearl River Middle School. But yeah, you're right. Even better.
1: So like Holiday, I don't even know if this was came out in the summer. But when this song did come out in March 92, I was just kind of finding my footing in terms of getting into music. So I was probably a couple months behind. Mm-hmm. And I just remember this summer of 92 listening to this and I get a distinct memory of going to the um, carnival at Central Park Field in Pearl River. Remember what a big deal the carnival oh, was?
2: Oh, so much fun. So many dead goldfish won. So many. Carnival. It was a
1: big, right in the center of pop the town a, of friendly people. Pop a people. balloon,
2: get a goldfish, it'll die six hours later.
1: Yeah, carnies everywhere, you know, rickety rides and this was your, this was your chance to, you know, walk into town with your friends and see Girls you liked and things of that nature. I remember my cousin Matt, who we graduated with. We one years, maybe this summer, maybe it was the next year. But we we used to do this thing. I, I don't know if I told you this, Bob, but Matt and I used to. We had our own like radio show. We did.
2: Did I tell you this?
1: Yeah, Isabel. Yeah, it was called the DM Show, and it's actually kind of crazy now, considering like what I ended up doing for a living. But we did. We made hundreds of episodes of this show called the DM show where we would host the show and we'd have guests on and like the guests would be Mummum our great grandmother and like Matt would voice Mummum and I would interview Mumum or we'd comment on you know, maybe like Papa Shango would come on and of we'd course. interview I mean, him. I, I
2: assume Papa Shango was gonna be there at some point.
1: Papa Shango revealed that his name was actually John Hertz and he was a normal guy and Fensive <laughs> man was forcing him to be a voodoo monster. Oh, that's a good w- bit. Anyway those tapes exist somewhere. Um but we also, once a video camera, we got our hands on a video camera once, and we <laughs> we um, set the video camera up in my upstairs of my house in Pearl River, and we recorded like a video DM show about we're heading to the carnival. Hmm. And we're heading to see Rebecca, my girlfriend, and Catherine, Matt's girlfriend. This was around the dinner dance in 93, so this right. is seventh grade. Okay. And, uh, you know, we record it, and we're like, oh, that was kinda cool. That was fun doing it in camera. And then we went to the carnival. And worst fucking case imaginable, Bob, while we're at the carnival, somehow the tape is found and like everyone in the house watched it.
2: Oh no. <laughs> and
1: again, my goal was for no one to know anything about oh, me. Oh,
2: they know so much about you now. And now
1: we're vamping on camera about Catherine and Rebecca. Wow.
2: So But
1: at that carnival. We got lucky.
2: Another lie. <laughs> Another lie, you see. Don't know what to believe anymore. Did we
1: do Blood Sugar Sex Magic?
2: No, that we haven't done. That's definitely in that category of big albums that we'd have to do at some point.
1: They found the fucking tape.
2: That's bad.
1: And then, like, you know, they let
2: us know that they found the tape.
1: How about you just give, you know, cut us a little break?
2: Yeah. We're 12. Bring it up, like, six years later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now you're back from college. You comes know, up organically
2: it's like the time we found Danny's tape and you're like what and then you all have a laugh we about all have it. a fucking laugh
1: <laughs> but instead it was as soon as we got home
2: <laughs> nice tape assholes hey shick bag <laughs>
1: alright last song Bob this one is from fast forwarding I think some people again especially if you were born in exact-
2: Oh, yeah.
1: This one goes out to all, all the ones we've lost. The like all all the
2: light, funky ones that we've lost.
1: L, F, and L? I
2: think mean, just an L and an F. Not O. No. no.
1: Are you lying to <laughs> Maybe. a bunch of hits, Chinese food makes me sick.
0: And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer, for the summer. I like girls that wear ever grindy and fish. I take grip I have one bitch. Well, she's been gone since that summer, since that summer. Hip hop, mama leaks, pick and span, make you want summer in it
1: all So many on the nose pop culture references from the late 20th century. I don't know if you
2: could say on the nose. So many fucking random pop culture references that make no sense whatsoever. How about on the fucking board, Bob? <laughs>
1: Yes, very sadly, let's not make light of it. Two of the three members of LFO are no longer with us. But the one who remains, Brad Fischetti, was born September 11th,
2: 1975.
1: Boarded. On the board, on Boarded. the Tuesday
2: board.
0: <laughs> and if
2: you don't think that means something, you're just not paying attention. No, you every every little bit of information counts. Like you have to pay attention to everything.
1: Alright, so this is an objectively bad song. For sure. There's a difference between this. And Steal My Sunshine. Oh, big There's going to be a lot
2: of people that say there isn't. This is pure garbage <laughs> that I had to include on the list. Wait, hold on, wait, wait, real quick. Pull this part out.
0: <laughs> okay, good about
2: right now. Just the whiplash of those, like, four lines in a row going from, <laughs> going from... Uh, <laughs> Where, where I feel bad. Your
1: dad left.
2: Yeah, uh, the lyrics are <laughs> right here. Uh, you love hip hop and rock and roll. Dad took off when you were four years old.
1: Yeah.
2: There was a good man named Paul Revere. All right, so we're getting to like a great metaphor about sure. like, dad taking off. I feel much better, baby, when you're near. That's yeah, it. We're they gone. just could get there. We're gone. They could not
1: get there. Nothing, they trying to get there.
2: In a way, it's like an it's like a piece of abstract art that you can't really wrap your head around unless you take a step even further back right. and say it's not supposed to make sense because how could you possibly right. think that this is anything but a gigantic piece of shit
1: any, any attempt to give it some type of linear meaning is just missing the point yes. lyrically of what this song is trying to convey no
2: this song, all this song is supposed to do is take you back to the summer of 1999 that's it and that's it towers up when I met for beautiful towers.
1: A little annoying, you know, driving in and around the downtown area still. of 93. 93,
2: of course, right. Like, right. I can't go in here! No, Joe, you gotta go around! No, we thought that was as bad as it was gonna get. Not even close. Not even close, but this song was fucking... It was bigger because it was so terrible. Like, people loved to talk... It was almost like that Friday Rebecca Black thing where it's like... Oh my God, this is so bad. Let's play it again and make it the number one song. Like it just kind of became that.
1: Yeah, it had some of that almost instantly, but it also came out at the height of that movement. Um, so it had young, you know, young girls mostly that didn't think of things that way and they just thought the guys were cute and so right, song was right. catchy. And that was it. That's yeah, all you that really was need to do. Perfect combination. It wasn't for like the self professed, like cool 19 year old guys in college. Right uh, where we were in our lives at that time. So the, the assholes mocking the song, us, yeah, us, we didn't understand. We were thinking linear in a linear manner, and that's not how you do this.
2: But all that being said, everything at that time had that sort of, you know, that scratchy, hip-hoppy, Supercat-influenced mm-hmm. sound. Supercat was the uh, forefather of that entire genre. And as far as songs go, that one's like not the worst song. Oh, I'm just going to say it. I mean, it's the worst song, but like, <laughs> it was... Get, did you just have vocal fry, like, a, like a contestant on The Bachelor? <laughs> kind of okay to listen to sometimes in the right context.
1: This is interesting. New York City radio station Z100 also helped LFO's popularity through frequent promotion and airings of the song Summer Girls before the song's national top 10 status. Put it on the board. If you get Z100 behind you in mm-hmm. 1999... Gotta wonder Why?
2: It's a wrap. Oh, interesting. I'm saying. It broadcasts from the top of the Empire State Building. We got some now the tallest building in New York. Hmm. I mean, not anymore, but for a minute. Hmm. Yeah, right? We have the string. Might as well. Hmm. Might as well use it. All the way to Tuesday.
1: All right. There you go. Songs of summer. The songs that defined our summer. Now, the question might be, people might want to know the videotape of you and Matt talking about Catherine and Rebecca and going to the carnival. Obviously. Uh, where where, where is it? Right. I it, I don't actually know this for sure, but I imagine in a fucking all-out panic, it was deleted, taped over immediately after the reveal.
2: Oh, I'm sure it was, yeah. It,
1: it might have even been like a very uh, theatrical ripping the, the tape out from the VHS and throwing it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like... You probably would have wanted to save the VHS tape for other reasons, so.
1: Right. I mean, they're about three ninety nine back. Right. In the day. That would have been a lot
2: for you to kind of toss. Yeah. But tape over makes sense. If but- I had
1: it, I, I know you've had some reveals on this show, Bob. So, I, if if I did have it, I would share it. But it, I don't have it. So, if anyone's trying to get it, it's gone.
2: Can I reach out to Deb Hansis to see?
1: You could. That would be an interesting way for you and Deb to... See. When's the last time you guys had a conversation? When
2: was the last time she was here that I saw her? Like Pre-COVID, a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Everything so, was different. It's true.
1: What day was the Tom Hanks? What day did he get COVID? Three eleven. board
2: Bored. March 11. There you go. Tuesday? <laughs> was it a Tuesday? I think it was a Thursday. <laughs> it's a Wednesday or a Thursday. Tuesday's taken.
1: When did that idiot on the Jazz joke around about COVID... That was the same as the Tom Hanks day. Yeah,
2: same. Well, it was the day the NBA shut down, 311.
1: Let me see. Tom Hanks gets COVID. <laughs> Wait. No. If this is a Tuesday, if we're going to have to it double the board. It wasn't a Tuesday. I remember it was not. We have to double the board, Bob.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a COVID board, I think. I feel like we started so. that at some point, too. This is so stupid. So stupid. I don't know. Well, while you're looking at that, Dan, Will Smith crawled. Okay. Skilo. Little legs, little okay. legs with his oversized pants down Crenshaw Boulevard. He ran right in between Rex and effects <laughs> led by lead songwriter Pharrell. They walked with Rump Shaker.
1: Wow. I mean,
2: if you want to play a little Rump Shaker right now, it'll That's all cool. make sense. It'll all
1: connect. Well, I'm reading the New York Times article in which it was a Wednesday. Okay, so we're was Wednesday. Rump Shaker, yes. Yes, Bob, of course. Rump Shaker, Rex and Effect. Let's listen in. Oh. This <laughs> in. I'm back in middle school already.
2: I loved this song <laughs>
1: Wait, this is the five and a half minute version of Rump Shaker? Not long we, not nearly enough the radio enough. edit.
2: <laughs> not long enough. Check, baby, one, two, three, four. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two. All right. It's called the Shaker. This is a, uh, Pharrell's first song. Ah, wow, Pharrell. I mean, that's crazy. He's aging well. He still looks like he's 31. He does, yeah. Here's the lead,
1: Bob. Los Angeles. The actor Tom Hanks said, on "I remember Wednesday this wasn't that long that ago he and his was... wife Rita Wilson have the coronavirus."
2: Yeah, that was big. It was that's when it got real for everybody. Here's a
1: little. Now that we're in the modern times, Mr. Hanks and Miss Wilson, both sixty-three, are in Australia, where he was set to film a movie about the life of Elvis Presley, a film that's out right oh, now, wow. Bob.
2: Film getting panned right now as we speak. Mixed reviews. Mixed. Okay. All right. Let's uh, pick a song, Bob. I'm glad that you, you connected that. Whew, I was nervous for a second. But I do have good summer memories of just uh, still being in my like pre-alternative rock hip hop phase and just being like Rex and effects. is fucking cool. That's where they're at.
1: Bobby, what are you listening to? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing, mom.
2: Can we go to Ireland? I hear girls there make out a lot.
1: Hey, listen, I, I've owned up to it. You did. And I that was a, apologize.
2: That was a big moment. No, you know what? I don't accept your apology. You don't have to apologize. It was awkward time for everybody. All you want to do is be kissing girls and telling your friends about it. So I understand. Thanks, man. I get it. I really appreciate that. So LFO Summer Girls? Or what are we putting on this playlist? No. Before we decide, we have to thank everybody. I'm good with
1: Summer Girls by LFO.
2: <laughs> I think we're good. With, Every, with all due respect. Everybody who makes this... Idiocy possible over at patreon.com slash throwback pod. Thank you to everyone kicking in. $2 a month, $6 a month to vote in polls and more. Especially thank you. Especially thank you. Big thanks to our top tier Patreone's Courtney and Wyatt.
1: Courtney and Wyatt. What a power couple as they call them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, well, well done uh, Kleiney and Mancy in Australia Love
1: those dudes I, we, we are going to do the uh, Elegantly Wasted In Excess podcast at some point Their of 1997 course. release
2: And the Merrill Bainbridge podcast in full Did we hear from them about our Bainbridge? We did, we did I did not uh, We got to find it But yes uh, We were on point with I think everything we said Involving Merrill. Right uh, Of course, thank you to Miles Miles um, by the way, I did not enjoy that Frazier thing you posted on the Throwback Podcast. <laughs> this, like, weird Frasier horror reboot thing, did not enjoy it. It's too real.
1: Hey, man, it's time for
2: Fraser to get that film career off the ground. And, of course, last but never least, Bruno the Sponsor. <laughs> I
1: mean... <laughs> He's in the middle of nowhere in a bus that's been sitting on a slab of concrete since 1974. Yeah. How long does he pay for this show?
2: I think in honor of his memory, we have to keep withdrawing funds from his account.
1: And if you watched if you watched Into the Wild or read the book by John Krakauer, but if you watched the movie, there's a scene with Emile Hirsch. Um, where the last thing he does before he goes off into the wilderness is he literally lights all of his money on fire.
2: That's what we are.
1: That's what we yeah. Yeah, so same. Sames.
2: Thank you. To, thank you, Bruno, for making us that. Sames. So thank you like everybody. Jack
1: and Harris and my sons, uh, when they say something and they're on the same page, they have it's something they learn in school, like sames and they go like this to each other. Yeah, yeah. That's that's us with
2: <laughs> John Crackowers. And Bruno lighting his money on and fire. Bruno. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it, Bruno, even though you can't hear us anymore. I can't hear this. So thank you to everybody on Patreon.com. okay. Slash throwback pod. All right. So now we pick a song for the Throwback Podcast playlist. What will follow Summerland by Everclear? Oh, well, look at that. Yeah, that works well, out I well. I got something.
1: I think it should be one of the three songs that we both hit on, right? That just makes sense. Sure.
2: Um. And, uh... So that would be Len, steal my sunshine, uh, sugar... We shouldn't
1: overthink this, right? We kind of came in hard on this, right? Like...
2: I mean, when else can Len... This is Len's moment. This is Len's moment. Don't take it away from we Len. do not take
1: this away from Len. We're giving it to
2: Len! We're giving it to Len. Poor Will Smith. He's not used to losing. He's not going to like this. Well,
1: you know, he made his decisions. I was lying on the grass uh, of All right, everybody. There you go. Steal my sunshine from... Toronto's Len
2: <laughs> It doesn't sound right
1: Toronto via Daytona Beach <laughs> Len The latest addition To the Throwback Podcast Playlist Make sure you check that out In fact, you know If you're are people going to have this Before July 4th, Bob?
2: Oh, shit Um nah, No uh, Right after July 4th Why
1: don't we just throw it up? Give it to them So they can play it On 4th of July This playlist
2: When's 4th of July? Monday?
1: It's on a Monday Bang it up and let's fly
2: Should we put it up On Monday? On July
1: well then nobody's gonna know because they're not they'll probably be busy, at least people in this country. That's I'm good just point. saying if we wanna maybe get it up to the people.
2: I, I'm not used to you doing things to make our <laughs> podcast better. So I don't know how to feel about this. You know, let's we could do it though.
1: Or I could just, well, yeah, no. Okay, let's do it.
2: Will you let the public know I will tweet it out about Everclear beforehand. Will you drive a hard bargain Bob? Yeah. Uh,
1: I'll do it. Yes. I will All tweet right. about Everclear. You have a deal. All right. Thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Throwback Podcast. Till then, go fuck yourself.
2: Happy summer. (laughs)